0: Good morning. It's Wednesday, December 22nd. I'm Shamita Basu.
1: And I'm Duarte Geraldino. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them.
0: When the coronavirus first hit her area in Washington state, primary care doctor Christine Hancock feared the worst— She wound up being right, but not for the reasons she thought. She saw many of her most vulnerable patients die, not from COVID, but from other health problems that got worse as the pandemic put stress on patients and the entire medical system.
1: Dr. Hancock's experience is a reminder that the pandemic's deadly impact goes way beyond the more than 800,000 people in America killed by COVID-19 directly. The Wall Street Journal followed Dr. Hancock over 21 months. To get a better sense of this, She works with more than 1,900 patients and says as the pandemic progressed, people started skipping routine appointments. The ones that saw her virtually complained about anxiety, problems in their marriage, or worried about losing their jobs. Patients with histories of substance abuse had a really hard time with the sudden changes that came. The routines that kept them stable, they all fell apart.
0: Jamie Milton had been one of Dr. Hancock's patients for years, and when they met, he was addicted to heroin. He'd been dependent on drugs for years after he was prescribed opioids for a back injury. He dealt with heart failure, diabetes, and gallbladder issues. But he made progress with Dr. Hancock. Before the pandemic, he stopped using heroin. He lost a lot of weight. He quit smoking. And Dr. Hancock encouraged him to get on the kidney transplant list.
1: Everything changed during the pandemic. You know how it was. Milton was worried about catching the virus and isolated himself from friends and family. In the summer of 2020, he tested positive from meth. Using jeopardized his chance of getting a kidney transplant. He skipped appointments with Dr. Hancock. At one point, Milton said he couldn't bring himself to look her in the face. Eventually, he returned for treatment, but his health deteriorated. Milton died.
0: Dr. Hancock says it was obviously upsetting, but she was also feeling angry and frustrated. If Milton hadn't been under so much stress from the pandemic, she thinks he might not have relapsed. He might have gotten that kidney transplant and lived another 10 or 20 years. Dr. Hancock says this year, she's witnessed more than three times as many deaths among her patients than last year. And none of them died from COVID-19.
1: When Senator Joe Manchin said he was not going to vote for the Build Back Better spending bill, He gave several reasons. There was the cost and concern about inflation. Manchin is a centrist Democrat who represents coal-rich West Virginia. And he also said he's worried about how this plan would impact America's energy supply.
0: NPR's Energy and Environment editor took a detailed look at the facts and found several of Manchin's arguments misleading. Manchin has questioned a lot of the climate spending in Build Back Better, arguing that the industry is already shifting from fossil fuels to renewables. He's also said that pushing this too fast would be bad for customers, and he linked recent blackouts in Texas and California to this transition.
1: NPR says that's not entirely accurate. Yes, the industry is transitioning to renewables, but at a rate, scientists say, is far too slow for us to avoid the worst consequences of climate change. Bill Back Better had hundreds of billions of dollars in tax incentives that were meant to speed things up. As for the argument that recent blackouts in Texas and California were linked to renewable energy, the problem there was extreme weather. The systems were not prepared for extreme heat in California or historic cold in Texas. And in Texas... Regulators found natural gas supplies failed the most dramatically.
0: Manchin has also said he can't vote for something he's not able to explain to voters back home. Evan Osnos at The New Yorker looked at what West Virginians stand to gain from President Biden's social spending bill. He points out many of Manchin's constituents would benefit if it passed. 93% of children in the state are eligible for the expanded child tax credit program. That's the highest rate in the country. Analysts estimate that when that program expires at the end of this month, 50,000 children in West Virginia will be in danger of falling into poverty.
1: Osnos points out, Manchin, he got a lot of campaign cash from the coal, oil, and gas industries. Lately, more than any other senator. And those industries have lobbied against the climate change proposals. But this week the country's largest union representing coal miners asked Manchin to reconsider. The union's president said, Build Back Better could help in a lot of ways, including getting thousands of unemployed miners back to work.
0: Scott McCartney has been writing a column about air travel for The Wall Street Journal for the past 20 years. He started with the security overhaul after 9-11, and he flew through the disruption of the pandemic. He writes about tips and strategies, loyalty programs, you know, general advice on how to make the whole thing better. His column is called The Middle Seat.
2: I'm generally a window seat guy, if I can. On some flights, certainly happy with aisle seats.
1: But now that he's getting ready to retire from the column... He's taking a step back, asking, is air travel better today than it used to be? And he told us, honestly, in a lot of ways, it's not.
2: In general, travel is just considered much more of a slog for travelers. It's more crowded. There's not food on the flights for coach passengers. It's just tougher all around.
0: It's not all worse. Flying is a lot safer. Airlines are more reliable. We have more direct flight options. And prices are pretty good, too. When you adjust for inflation, McCartney says the cost of flights have come down considerably.
1: But airlines are always looking at the bottom line. McCartney says they have to be to be able to invest in new equipment. And so maybe you're not feeling like air travel is more affordable these days, especially if you feel like you're paying for things that used to be standard.
2: The question of of having to pay for decent service, for adequate room, on a flight, Um, that's been a major change in in the last 20 years. And I think it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that, that people feel like if they don't pay extra for the seat, the product that they get is unacceptable to them.
0: McCartney says his column gave him the chance to be the voice of the voiceless. It felt good to be able to nudge airlines to make the experience better for travelers. Sometimes he focused on big issues, but some things were small. In 2002, he took on Southwest Airlines over its coffee. He said it was so bad, like brown dishwater. You could see the bottom of the cup through the coffee. He wrote about it. He complained to executives. And now, 20 years later, he takes it as a personal victory that he got Southwest to finally start brewing better coffee. Have you ever seen a lemur at the zoo or in a nature documentary? You know, they have those teddy bear ears and those big piercing eyes. But have you ever heard a lemur sing?
1: I know what you're thinking about that sound. But when you look at this lemur, he looks like a little Pavarotti. He's looking up in the air, he's opening his mouth, and he is emitting these sounds. Now, very few mammals sing, but these lemurs do. And Warren Magazine has a story of new research that says they may be the only creatures other than humans that sing with regular, predictable rhythms.
0: Now, researchers think it's worth understanding why lemurs and humans both have this musical skill. Now, our ability as humans to make music has always been something of an evolutionary mystery. But seeing an animal sing rhythmically in the wild... Suggests that it might have some value when it comes to organizing and coordinating a group.
1: It's also possible other animals sing with rhythm. The researchers are going to try their technique on other known singers of the wild, like seals. As one of them puts it, every year or so we find out that something we thought only we humans do has been going on in the animal kingdom too.
0: You can find all these stories and more in the Apple News app.
1: And while you're in the app, Keep listening to hear narrated articles from our News Plus partners.
0: We'll talk with you again tomorrow.